This is Vanessa. And Vanessa. And this is Shit on the Table. We are a grooming podcast for groomers by groomers. We talk about the everyday life of grooming, hot topics, and tell your stories. I'd like to take a moment here to talk about our website. (laughs) Please go check out our wonderful merch. Yes, we still have merch. Feel free to go check that out. Purchase, don't purchase, donate, and help the podcast grow. And that concludes this PSA. I don't know. (laughs) Anywho. Are you there? I am totally here. I'm just like wondering what's going on with like your vibe. You're so tired. I don't know. I'm just feeling goofy and silly. Yeah. <laughs> How's your week been? It's been a couple of weeks since we've talked. It has. Yeah, it has. Definitely. Most stuff. Most stuff. Um, let's see. Let's see what's going on with me. Um, pregnancy brain again? Uh, yeah, like exhaustion. Uh, babies are teething, you know, so they've been just ripping my nipple apart, like ripping my nipples, just one of them, they literally made me bleed. Oh, wow. And it was bruised for like a week. So it hurt every time one of them latched on. Um, Hazel does it for fun. Like, she went after me like a rabid chihuahua one time because she bit me. So, to let go of her latch, I pressed her into my boob because breaking it with my finger, she just bites my finger. So, I just, like, press her in and kind of, you know, suffocate her a little bit. It's cool. It's fine. (laughs) And she laughs the whole time, but she releases. And so, then I pull my boob back. And she starts, like, lunging forward and, like, just biting at the air to get at my nipple. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck? She's, like, my saucy little demon. So, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to break her of that. You know what I mean? I want her to have Funk. I need her to be just an intense woman in the world, right? Yeah. But I also like need her not to bite my nipple. <laughs> like, so you know. Um, let's see. Work wise, it's been fine. You know, nothing really happens. It goes on because all my clients are consistent. Yeah. You know, it's easy, easy writing. Um, I find it funny that the major complaint of the last groomer who was working with my dogs um, was that, like, my clients don't respect her time and um, would always complain that she had to call out or rearrange schedules. And that's 
not. That's all you do. Yeah, exactly. That's not been the case for me. Um, so, you know, you tried to burn your house down. Yeah. My husband was out of town. He went on a cruise, a bachelor cruise, bachelor party cruise. Yeah. Um, first of all, when did bachelor and bachelorette parties become week-long ventures, expensive ventures? You know what I mean? No, there's a lot of people that do like bachelor bachelorette like trips with their girls but those are the ones that like i keep seeing on social media that just completely fucking implode like everybody goes on like a bachelorette party and then like they don't come prepared or not everybody's on the same monetary level and then like everybody gets too wasted too quickly and then like everybody hates each other afterwards yeah i love those those are great who has the money for that? Like, that is insane. Well, so, not I, since the duck. Yeah, well, we, we're just charging our life away, you know. We've become right. people. And so, um, yeah, so he was gone. And I made cookies. And, like, the only, as, as parents, I, you know, like, the only time you get any alone time is once they're in bed, right? So people are always like, just go to bed, like right when they go to bed and you won't be so tired all the time. No, because then I would never get alone time. For sure. Yeah. I relish in that hour that I'm up by myself until 11, 1130 and then I go to bed. Yeah. I was baking cookies and I forgot to turn the oven off. I took out the cookies and did not turn the oven off and left the oven on. So I do that all the time, but I never do that at night. I always do it like in the morning or at lunchtime. So like by the time I realize like it's time to cook the next meal, I'll realize, Oh, I left the oven on. Yeah. No, I, I always do it overnight. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Um, I, um, we're, we were talking about building another trailer for just bathing. So like yeah. hiring a bather and just, they just do bath dogs, you know? Yeah. They can make really good money. Um, I kind of like, I don't know. I'm like in this really weird funk right now where I just, I'm too tired to just care about my business. So like, I have towels just all over my floor in the trailer like I hardly like do anything in there it is just like the bare minimum of life to just survive I did find a spider for the first time in it today it was dead because nothing can survive in that trailer if it's yeah sitting in the sun so it's just hanging from its web all scrunched up and dead but it's Still scared the shit out of me. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think like I'm sure things have happened, but we've had blackouts. We had multiple blackouts at our house. Like we had a weekend where we had two major blackouts, one after the other, and so one was um, I think like four hours long. So 
they had like no power from I think seven to one in the morning. Yeah, I mean it's been raining like crazy. It's like the most rain we've had in Vegas in probably like three years. Yeah. Um yeah, which I'm I don't experience blackouts on my side of town ever. Ever. They only do it to us people over here in central Vegas and the east side. Yeah. Because that's where the lower income families live. So they don't care about us. They don't care. Sounds like it. Every single summer, we at least have three blackouts. Every summer during monsoon season. Never. Never had a blackout. And so, since I'm the queen of gadgets, um, we were going to plug in my generator, but we decided not to because it is very loud. Um, But we took the alt armies on and just parked it underneath our balcony. And I have this plug, this plug-in, right? It acts like a little battery. And you can plug in regular plugs in your car with this little attachment. So we just turned on the Nissan because you don't have to have your keys in your Nissan. And so we kept the keys upstairs and we turned on the car and plugged in our fan and we plugged in our phones and it helped so much. And kept our little room cool. Yeah. That's crazy. That's nifty. Right? This is why I have... This is why I hoard. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, we had to do that twice. It's fucking great. But, yeah. So, yeah, it was kind of cool. We did that. Um, yeah, that's really it. Yeah, other than like super zoo drama, but we could talk about your work week first. So, talk about super zoo. <laughs> so, uh, last week was like my first. So I'm going back to work on Tuesdays, and I, it's it's mostly because I'm getting close to I'm. I'm still on the mend. I still have an open wound, but like my inflammation is pretty much like gone. Or if I have irritation, it is completely manageable. So like, I'm not in like a serious amount of pain, but I also am weaning off my steroid. So I went from 60 to 40 and that week, which was last week was my heart rate was so fucking high at like just laying down. It was like standard one hot one twenty, which okay. yeah. So like just laying down, I'm like, uh, like my heart rate was super, super high. I wasn't feeling good. Um, because you are like, when you're like weaning off the steroid, you're like withdrawing and like that can be dangerous and it can be, it can, you can, you feel fucked up. So then this past week, like I felt good for like two, three days. So like Friday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I started feeling good. And then Sunday, I just went down to 30. So this week is starting 30 and then I'll go down to 20 and then I'm going to eventually be off of it, which is nice because I'm already like 
because I gained 20 pounds in two months. So I'm already losing some of the water weight of like four pounds and I'm hoping the moon face will go away. But, um, the heart rate thing is like super scary and super killer. And it just like gives me like major anxiety. So like, I am so desperate for money that like I'm doing stuff online and admin work and like, I'm, I'm doing some, um, like online work too, but like, I'm not accumulating any cash flow yet. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not hurting too bad. I'll go back to work on Tuesdays. They hired a new groomer at the place I was working at. And so I was like, she's like, I can work Wednesdays and Thursdays. And I'm like, Tuesdays are the only days I'm flexible. And she's like, okay, just make sure that you guys' schedule isn't like completely overlapping. And it's not, we've never had a problem. I've never had a problem with like scheduling dogs in between somebody else scheduling dogs. So that way we don't have to, we have two bathtubs, but like she wants to keep one like kind of available or, um, use both if we absolutely need it. And I'm like, yeah, no, not a really a problem. And I'm only doing, I only did two dogs last Tuesday and, um, I'm only, I only did two dogs today. Um, so, so I'm like, so I have, so I scheduled myself a couple extra dogs this week because when I'm back, uh, I ended up contacting a whole bunch of people. So they're like, hey, when can I get in ASAP? You know, and I'm like, okay, so I scheduled like three extra dogs this week for me, one on Thursday and then two on Saturday. And my boss was like, just keep it to Tuesdays, please. Because they, she wants the new groomer to like kind of make sure that the new groomer is all set up and stuff like that. I'm like, but these are like my ancient dogs. Like these are my request dogs. So it shouldn't be too much of an issue. She's like, no, it's not. But just like, can you just keep it on Tuesdays for right now until we're, or her days off until she's like completely settled in. I'm like fucking fine. But I'm like desperate. You have multiple days. I don't, I don't understand why you guys can't overlap. I can, but like, she was like kind of, cause she said that was fine at first, but then I said, well, only Tuesdays I'm flexible. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'll just start off on Tuesdays. But then I ended up go ahead. And I went ahead and scheduled myself different dogs on different days. And she's like, okay, what are you doing? Like, she was like, you got to let me know what you're doing. Cause you told me only Tuesdays. And then we're like, okay, we're just going to keep on Tuesdays. And then now you're like Thursday and then like Saturday. And she's like, can you just like stick to one day for right now until we have like, like, all of our old clients contacted because they haven't had a groomer in months. So like the groomer that they hired when I interviewed, what are you doing? <laughs> when I interviewed the groomer or the other groomer, she quit super quickly afterwards because she had to move because of a, like an emergency or whatever. Yeah. And so like they hadn't been able to replace her they, it took almost like four or five months to replace me with her. And then they couldn't find anybody in like a couple months. So then she, you know, the, the owner was kind of like, she didn't really give up, but she wasn't like in any rush to find somebody. And so then she found somebody and then they're like, okay, well, let her just get settled. Let her get her clientele, let her get her schedule. And I'm like, okay, 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 okay. okay. She's like, I know you're excited to be back, but like, can you just like, there's just a lot going on. Can you just like settle down? I'm like, fine, that fine whatever. Stupid. I don't it does understand. To, it does to me too, because I'm like, 
as long as I'm being respectful to the other groomer, it shouldn't matter. And, and you're not taking her, you're not taking new clients. No, I'm not taking any new clients. No. So, so what's the she, fucking point? Exactly. I think she just kind of got annoyed because I was like, I'm only going to do Tuesdays. And then I was like doing more days. And I think she just got annoyed. She's like, can you just stick with Tuesdays? And I'm like, why? Whatever. That's more money in her pocket. I don't know. There's some days, like even today, like I, like I messaged somebody or somebody messaged me and, uh, okay. So like, we have a new, we have a new like system messaging system. And it's like, um, it's, it's not like how we had, we had like Google, we had like a Google voice phone number or whatever, but now it's like, it's a different messaging system and it's like, everybody can chime in. So it's not just like on a phone. I mean, you can do that on voice too, but like this one's just easier because like you can put away messages and it's just a little bit more interactive. And so, um, she's been manning the phones and then she makes, uh, she, you know, I was like, okay, well I can do some stuff at home if you want me to work from home. So I have been manning the phones for like the past couple of like on and off throughout the last week and this week to set up scheduling for myself and the new groomer. Like I'm trying to get our month full. Like yeah. I am being trying to get some monies in. Right. Yeah. So one of our old clients call like texted us and she's always been like a problem, but like not really for me because I don't know. She's not really a problem for me, but I guess she's a problem for the owner sometimes because she's kind of a, her dog's difficult and her dog is not a bad dog. Her dog's a very good dog, but her dog is like special needs, really old, very big. And like, so we've always had to be particular when we scheduled her, but like, I already know the protocol on how to schedule her. Like I just, cause you need somebody to hold her up. Cause you have to do her completely on the floor. Cause she's a senior Malamute. And so she, and she also gets like severe yeast infections. So like you have to shave out her, like back end and her pee pee area to like keep it like um because it gets so moist back there so you have to she just wants less she doesn't want any hair there yeah. she wants so, to like, keep infection away exactly so she, we have to hold her up because if you just kind of like guide her up she will like sit on the blade and she's like 95 pounds and Anyway, so somebody has to hold her and, like, cradle her while you do her PP area. Takes, like, five minutes. So you have to, like, I have to email the owner and be like, hey, can I get it? Because before it was me and the other bather, and then the other, the bather quit. So then it was just me. So then I would just schedule her on, I would see what the owner's days that she could do it. So then I would email, like, one of the managers and be like, hey, can I get a park ranger around this time? for like five minutes and they'd be there like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Okay. So then uh -huh. that's how we schedule this dog. There's already been a protocol like in place and I'm the one answering the phone. So anyway, she answered the phone. I answered the text message. And I said, yeah, we can totally get you in blah, 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 blah. And then the owner chimed in was like, no, your dog's too difficult for our new groomer right now. So we're not going to do that. And I'm thinking in my head, this is like a $180 dog, a $200 dog. And she tips, she tips very well. Um, and <laughs> I'm like the, 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 the new, the new person came from PetSmart. Like she can do big dogs. Yeah. 
she does bad dogs all day long. There's no bad dogs that come into our place. Like, we don't deal with bad dogs. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's not a groomer. I know. So then I was like, okay, well, then, you know what? I'm not dealing with it. You can just deal with it then. But then I'm trying to, like, schedule all these dogs. And I think she thinks, like, like the new person can't handle it. It's like, no, we know. we. She's She came from PetSmart. Like, this is definitely going to go into another topic. But, like, when you come from PetSmart, like, and she's not a new groomer. She's been grooming for a couple of years. She, like... She sees everything. She's already excited that she's not dealing with bullshit dogs. Like, yeah, but we, we make our money based on our grooming hours. So like, if we're doing grooming hours, we're making money. What is money. this lady doing? I don't know. She also had a dog that attacked three dogs today. So I don't know if she was like stressed out and pissed off. And she wasn't taking it out on us, but like, she was definitely like handling the customers or the clients on the phone. And I'm like, okay, well, we're both here. We're both answering the phone. Stop answering the phone when we're here. Like you said that you would take, she said that she would handle the phone until the new person, the new girl got used to the phones, right? How is she going to get used to the phones if someone else is answering the phone? Exactly. Exactly. And trust me. She's used to phones. Yes. They have and to answer phones at PetSmart. All day long. And she's like, she just had to get used to like, the verbiage that because like the owner is very big on fluffy verbiage yeah, um, i remember yeah so like she just has to get used to getting the fluffy verbiage and i don't think that's going to be an issue but when it comes to like scheduling or all that other stuff like putting things in if i'm there i can do it and i'm doing it and if she's there she's answering it and so we've already had two miscommunications today and it was because the owner kept chiming in and talking to the clients it's like we're answering the phones we're making these appointments we're scheduling appointments in yeah. like two days i've scheduled like two and a half weeks out already for the new person not full days but like enough dogs to fill in two weeks and then we're also like starting to get in for september so it's like okay, we're taking care of business. Like, what do you want? Do you want us to do it or not? <laughs> so anyway, um, but yeah, so like, um, that's kind of how it's going. Um, it I'm like back. It is a mess and it kind of irritated me a little bit, but like, it's whatever. I'm not going to deal with it. I just, I'm just so desperate for cash right now and a job. My husband has been applying at other places for like a second job, but we never got a call back from like half the places we applied for in the beginning of the month. And then we're just waiting on this, um, like at home, work at home, work from home thing. But like all the work from home, like when you're online and stuff like that to work from home online is like almost like the application process is like it takes weeks. So that's what it is. That sucks. Yeah. But, um, and have you thought about, sorry, have you thought about looking for a different salon that might work with you? Um, no. And this is the reason why is because I don't think I would be worth hiring. Because I can only do, I'm only doing two, three dogs a day. So like, I'm not worth hiring. Um, and I'm very slow right now. So like, 
I took, I'm really shaky. I'm really slow. It would be like, you're not, you're not having to retrain somebody, but somebody's retraining. And so that would take a lot of trust and a lot of patience. And I know if it was me, I would not hire that person if I didn't know them already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's not really, I'm not really gaining anything from that person that has to retrain or who is so slow or is redoing everything. You know what I mean? So like, I appreciate that from where I'm working right now to kind of like, let me kind of ease back into things, but I, it wouldn't be worth it to go someplace else or they would have me do other things, which would probably be too, still too physical for me right now. You know, cause if yeah. I'm not, if I'm not, um, grooming, then I need to be doing, um, cleaning or something else. And I can do administrative work, but like, you know, who's going to pay me 20, $25 an hour for that, you know? Yeah to be a receptionist. Nobody's going to give you $25 an hour to be a receptionist. Yeah. No. Yeah. Do you need like a caffeine break or something? I don't drink caffeine, remember? Maybe you should. You look like you're a pass out. I'm really tired. Um, on my you work look like days. your dad right now too. Like the angle that your face, like the way your face is like kind of puffy on your cheeks and your eyes are really, really tiny and tired and like your eyebrows and your smile right now, you look like you, your brother and your dad right now. Ooh, even when you do that, don't scrunch your face like that, Harvey. I look like my mother. No, you look like your father right now. Yeah, no, I'm just tired. Work days really drained me and I'm dealing with like pain in my shoulders and neck right now from life from life is it from your boobs um no my trap is swollen and my shoulder blade is swollen the fuck is wrong with you i don't know why are you so swollen and like busted right now i don't know and then half my face was swollen this morning and my lips are swollen and then i woke up with a trail of hives all up my spine, all over my neck and trap where it's my swollen muscle. And then my hands were swollen. Um, I've dealt with this like my whole life though. Minus the muscle pain right now and neck pain. But off and on throughout my whole life, I've always gotten hives and swelling. Yeah, I remember when we went to California and you were like covered in hives because of like once the humidity hit you. Yeah. And you did but that in when we went to Texas too, huh? I think so, yeah. Maybe like the first day. Yeah. But this Post- has been consistent for all of uh, since I've given birth, my hives have been consistent. Uh, daily but they're just progressively getting worse like worse my breasts were completely covered in hives I was showing Harvey the other day and then my scalp gets covered in hives and my whole neck was just hives and then 
I haven't had my face this bad in a really long time. Usually it's just my lips that get swollen. Yeah. It's like half of my face was swollen. Yeah. And then you look like you got your wisdom teeth taken out. Yeah. Do you think it's estrogen? Like since you probably don't regulate estrogen very well, you just get like surges and then you get like hives because of it. I don't know because I went my entire high school four years. I broke out in hives every day. Um, like I would get softball sized hives and then they would be completely welted, um, all through high school. So I don't know if it's hormonal related because obviously you're going through puberty in high school. Um, and then I'm going through shifts in hormones right now. Yeah. So very well can be hormonal, but in high school, my parents didn't really like test me too much. And so we just did an allergy test and they're like, well, you're allergic to wheat. And my parents are like, fuck that. We're not changing your diet. So suffer. Yeah, but, but you gave up wheat for years. I did. And I didn't have hives. Okay. Well then maybe you have like a severe wheat allergy. You know, and I've been eating that Dave's organic spread, which doesn't make me blow. But you have hives. But I have hives. <laughs> oh, my God. So, like, the allergy test was you have, you're allergic to wheat. And then, oh, wait. I've been weeding, eating wheat since Your I can remember. Yeah. And it's getting worse. <laughs> oh, my God, Vanessa. I miss real bread and diet. Dave's is so good. It is good bread. Um, yeah, so, and it just, like, when I break out in hives, like, severe hives, I'm tired all day, itchy, and just, like, uncomfortable, and my joints hurt. Oh, my God, you have a allergy. That's allergies, Vanessa. That's, <laughs> that's allergies. Oh, my God. That's funny. I got the text message earlier today and I was like, how do you not know what this is? So you're like, I don't know. I, mean, I should go, I should go check it out. But like, I don't know. And then you're like, I had an allergy test and I'm allergic to wheat. And then you're like years gone, like didn't eat wheat. And then you were fine. And then now you have the allergy again. We'll see. Here's the thing though. After high school, I stopped breaking out, but I was still eating wheat. The whole not eating gluten or wheat um, was fairly recent it was only like I was doing it for four to five years consistently and didn't touch anything but all in my early 20s in my 20s I was eating wheat and I wasn't breaking out in hives like yeah, I am it, now but it also keeps getting exacerbated by humidity too because every time we went into like any place that was kind of humid you would break out yeah but it hasn't been like humid here like bad i'm getting them consistent the whole month it's been humid no it's, it's raining today it has been humid yes but like it doesn't get humid in vegas like it does texas no and california no no it doesn't but like you're sensitive it's like a dry humid. i don't know it sucks it bothers me and it hurts I'm sorry. But anyways, so 
Uh, anything else you got to add? Uh, no. Cool. Let's fucking talk shit on Super Zoo. I'm so fucking over Super Zoo. Okay, so we have applied three separate times. Two separate times, right? Two separate times, yes. The first time we tried applying as influencers and to get that special pass because like, that'd be so fucking cool, right? And so yeah, I but they have like a particular criteria. Yeah, so in order to even like you have to agree when you do the influencer, you have to agree that you'll post um, before August 1st that you're going to Super Zoo on your social medias. And yeah. then you have to post every day that you're at Super Zoo. And like, I think something else. And I'm like, that's super easy. Like we do that anyways. Um, so I hit agree, went and signed us all up. And uploaded our social medias, our website, um, and a letter of intent. And so we got denied. We fucking got denied. And they said it's because we had to have 10,000 followers on our social medias. And I'm like, well, we don't have that because our social media isn't very strong but we have the listens. Like we're a podcast. We're not quote unquote influencers. We're podcasters. Yeah. And she was like, and I don't get too braggy. You know, I don't, I'm not like that. We, I try and stay humble, but I was fucking, I threw out, like, I know my email kind of sounded snobbish because I'm like, we have this and these are our numbers. And like, we're fucking deserving to have this. You know what I mean? And we do a complete Super Zoo episode. We dedicate an entire episode to Super Zoo. Yeah. And we do the hashtags. And that's like the only time we've ever been like super like consistently active is when we go like on social media. So like we do our pictures and like the hashtags and all the other stuff. So that wouldn't have been too much of an issue. No. And then, yeah. Bitch said no. She said we still don't meet the criteria. Yeah. So then we applied a second time. And so, first of all, they had said in one of their emails that they swept clean all of the old emails, right? But yeah, then so you have to reapply, even if you applied the last Super Zoo. And we've been applying every year for almost like we've gone every year for been- five, six years, right? Yeah, so, I've gone to a little bit more than you because I think I went to two more than you. Because I went my first year, I was a groomer. And that was in 2009. Yeah, my first Super Zoo was in 2010. Um, and I went as a trainer. I didn't go as a groomer. So then okay. 2012 is when I went to Super Zoo as um yeah, so, like, it's been, like, 10 years of going to Super Zoo on and off, except for last year I didn't go because I had COVID. And so, like, they said they were going to sweep, they said they swept their everything. So, like, you had to reapply regardless. And then yeah. when we tried to apply on our, um, like, w- the second time when we tried to apply, we 
there's only so many emails we have guys like <laughs> so then I had to use like all my old emails from like high school and like then they still sent us denied letters because they when I put it as a groomer they were like okay you still need financial statements and we were like okay well I'll just put like our business information on there and they still just uh, denied as an influencer and I'm like okay what the heck I didn't put influencer the second time around I put just yeah. groomer so then they denied us. So then um, I reapplied or um, the place I work at uh, registered everyone who works there. Yeah. So, um, so I got registered under a different company, right? As a groomer. Well, I don't even know if that's a groomer, but like I got registered as another, as, as something else. But I'm like, this is so bogus. So. And, and, and it's every year though like every year we have an issue with like signing up because like their website is just trash yeah well and we're just trying to go as shit on the table because we're not press we don't no. qualify for press so i'm like influencer seems like the second best and apparently we don't qualify for that either even though we have numbers like Mm-hmm. And I, I, just, I get it. I get it. Like the world pet organization or whatever wants to like keep like a certain clientele for their conventions, but like we're that clientele if, though. If you're in the pet industry, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. You're there for education and it's really, it's a convention and it's not like a cool convention, like Comic-Con right or like some one of those cool conventions like that it's it's super zoo you know it's gotten lame and lame and lame every year yeah they're cutting down on like groomers and stuff like that like and the groomer area i mean i enjoy super zoo but i don't know i just really want the name tag to just say shit on the shit table, on the table. Yeah. Influencer. I don't consider us influencers per se. But you like, just want the you just want shit on the table on it. We had shit on the table when we went to Pasadena. We did. Yes, but it was groomer. And shit on the table isn't like we're not I don't know how to say it without sounding like snobby and like because I don't I don't know. I don't feel like an influencer. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Neither do I. Like, we work really hard in our own ways to make this podcast the way that it is and to, you know, make everybody feel comfortable and happy and able to, like, text message us and, like, reach out to us and I feel like we have like this community and I guess I just want our community to be recognized that's all you know what I mean like does that make me sound pretentious and like spoiled I suppose it does but like I just want our community recognized as a whole like all of us every single one of us yeah like, we're not just, like, we're, we're, we are something, and that includes our listeners, it includes us, it includes all of it. 
You know what I mean? And like, I really just want the industry to be like, there's something, but I don't think we'll ever be something because we're not, we're not like other people. No, we're not active in a sense. Like (sighs) we're just like, we're still just doing our own thing and we haven't broken out of the mold of just like doing our own thing. But I think that's what people like about it though. That's what I I like about it. Like what our listeners like is like, we're open. You know what I mean? We talk about the behind of grooming. It's not just like in your face grooming. It's we talk about what affects us in grooming. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so like, I just don't think that like our industry recognizes that. Like I don't see it as grooming. But I think we're just as much as grooming as any other groomer out there. Like influencer groomer. Maybe I'm just so cynical that I'm like, okay, we're asking SuperZoo to acknowledge grooming when they've been trying to get rid of grooming for so many years. Yeah. You know, like they, they like want to like just kind of whittle it down. And I remember when we volunteered that one year, even like the director who was like, working the floor she was saying that how they were going to get rid of grooming anyway or they were trying to get rid of grooming and then it didn't happen because like we everybody wants grooming like yeah grooming still part of like the animal industry duh yeah yeah so i don't know that's just like my stance on it like Maybe they just, maybe they actually know about us and they just like, aren't those the two bitches that are always drunk at Super Zoo? <laughs> <laughs> like, aren't they the ones that just are constantly drunk? And it's like, okay, yes. Yes, it's true. But to be fair, we don't drink unless it's Super Zoo. Mm. I mean, we drink, but like, we don't drink very often. Yeah, not anymore these days. No, I haven't had a drink in a very long time. Who would have ever seen sober Vanessa's? You know what I mean? Like, we're pretty sober these days. I know. It's so boring. It's weird. Yeah. So, speaking of corporations and the capitalist hellscape that we live in, guys, we've ta- we talk about PetSmart all the time. We both worked at PetSmart. We, we both got started at PetSmart. I've worked at Petco too. Um, but PetSmart is where we all got like our, like where we got our start as far as like groom school and like grooming and stuff like that. And it was a nightmare for me working at PetSmart. Yeah. I would say, I would say like, I would say for myself that I had, Many of good times, but I had many of bad times. And I think it's because we got really lucky in the salon that we were working. Yeah, I did feel very lucky. Yeah, the salon community that we built or had was amazing. Um, And then the corporation just sucked. (laughs) Yeah, because like we didn't even have that high of a turnaround in our salon even like the persons 
that like always come were com- com- constantly combating and like fighting and stuff like that everybody at the end of the day was still like we would still like go out together or we were always working together and it was like for years yeah yeah it really was we like we really no matter how much we yelled at each other at the end of the day we all would go out to get sushi or go get a drink or do something, you know, it really was like a really toxic family. Yeah. And we were all making really consistent money. Oh, we were all making good money. Yeah. I mean, you were making the most money, but you know that, right? I was always, no, Elsa told us everyone, um, how much you made because you made more than her on a weekly basis. Because when we printed out our numbers at the end of the week, you were always counting like your dogs because you would never do more than a certain amount of dogs. And Elsa was like, yeah, um, uh, even with her tips, she makes more than you made more than the manager. You were the one who got the highest paid in that salon. It was always me, Amanda and Elsa. We were always kind of neck and neck, I thought, because my last paycheck, I think, was 52 like for my year. Yeah, you made the most. Well, Elsa made in bonuses. She never yeah. she didn't make that she didn't make that much in um in sales. I mean, oh, she okay. did actually. I mean, she did make good money in sales, but like you made more than her in sales. Her bonuses, of course, that's why she made so much money. Yeah. But we were she, making her bank. Yeah, Elsa even said that you I ended up creeping up and then uh, Amanda, and then someone else. She said that's why she kept making um, her bonuses every quarter, and her bonuses were fat. She would always get excited at the end of the week, and that's why she she would always tell us our, our numbers, like how much we made and stuff like that. And she was like, "Yeah, you guys are great, doing so good." Oh, she loved us because we made her so much money. Yeah. But you got to keep in mind, Amanda has shitty customers. Elsa has shitty customers. And you had good customers. I and, did. And Diane, it was Diane. Diane never did more than six dogs a day. Five to six dogs a day. But she had the good clients. Like She did, yeah. Yeah. And then I started creeping up with some good clients too. Like $74 chihuahuas and stuff. Yeah. I sometimes think about going back to PetSmart. Because I did make really good money. But I had to break my back. But the thing, but the thing was, is that other people were breaking their back at other salons and not making what we were making. No, and that also was very good at being like, you need to charge. Which there was a time though that Elsa was kind of like just fresh out the dog and like you don't charge extra for it. But then something switched, and she was on top of it. You charge extra you charge for everything now like there's no just freebies anymore yeah and that's the way it should have been from the get-go but um it wasn't but i was with that salon two months after it opened so i was there for a really long time six and a half years but anyways so we both went through the academy there Fun fact, 
Um, I, when I joined the Academy, they just threw me in. Um, and they threw me in as a bather. I was a bather for like two weeks and then they threw me in the Academy and I never signed a contract. I don't recall signing a contract either. I, but they had the contracts when we were there too. Yeah, I might have. I don't, I can't remember that far back. It was forever ago. Yeah. Cause I went to the Academy a year, about almost, almost a year after I was a beater. I think it was like six months to a year. Cause I had uh, to be 18. Yeah. They had, um, so the contract when I was there, the contract basically stated that you have two years. So this is when I first started. I know the contract has changed, but you have two years um, in that contract that you um, have to put into um, grooming uh, for the, the academy, to pay for the academy. And then within those two years, you can't go to a salon that is within like a five mile radius, which is kind of a, like a big jump. Yeah. Five mile, like a radius of five miles is kind of like a lot, but they said five mile radius or something along the lines of five mile I think it radius. Was five miles. Yeah. And then you have, you have a two year contract at which they would, even in the contract, I believe it stated at which they would say whether or not you owed anything. And usually they never went after you for it. It was just Well, like, that was the rumor because when I had heard that maybe one person they went after um, and then, but it was just a rumor that pets might yeah. went after someone. Yeah. I'm not sure. But just to put on, on there also is that you had to pay for your grooming kit. Yeah. Which was always fucking shit. I did care credit. I think for mine or like I did a credit for mine because I couldn't I, afford I, it. Yeah. I just bought my own stuff because everybody told me that the Oster kit was crap. Oh, it was horrible. It was so I never, I never horrible. did. Yeah. Cause so the kit before mine, which I wanted was by Paw Brothers, which no, is No, that Ryan. one was bad too. That no, it actually wasn't bad because I used their stuff. Jamie, my ex. That's the same stuff Stacia had. I didn't mind it. I actually liked the Paw Brothers um, shears in comparison to the Osters. They were way better. Um, and I think this, the Clippers were Andis that they got, which was like the AG or something. And so it was a way better kit than the entire Oster kit that because they signed contracts with Oster instead of Ryan's. Um, so I was the first kit. I was the first class to get that kit. Mm -hmm. It was fucking shit. I hated it. I hated Oster so much. Yeah, and then we only had to do a hundred dogs. We didn't have to do a yeah. hundred individual breeds. No, we just had to do a hundred dogs, and then we were signed off for full commission. Yeah, and then after we left, apparently it changed where you only get a percentage of commission, and then it goes up gradually. Yeah, which is no. like crazy. So we got really lucky. 
in the classes in the instructor that we got in the sense that she was pretty thorough and made sure that we tried to all get our own individual dogs instead of doing half dogs. Yeah. Um, and looking back, like I'll give her this, like she's not a horrible groomer. Um, she, she was really, she was, I mean, she wasn't as burned out. Yeah. When she was then. an instructor, she really liked being an instructor because then she didn't have to be burnt out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we all got taught really well. Like she did great top knots. Her hand scissoring was pretty good. Like, so we all learned really well. There were some things that she taught us that were not, you know, like doing schnauzers in reverse. I always thought that's how you did brie pets on yeah. the schnauzer. Cause that's how she did her schnauzers in reverse. And that um, was her style and that she kind of like pushed onto us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then everybody did it in our salon. Oh, it was so horrible. And then the hula hoop skirt for Westies. Um, yeah. It was all bad, but we got really lucky. We all, I think, came out with like a decent quality. Um, and so we only heard that room. I only heard that rumor that someone sued or they were getting sued. Um, for leaving within that two years. So I think this is what my, this is what my understanding was, was that when they went after you, it was because you went to their academy with the intent of opening up your own business or um, going solo. And then they would go after you for that. Like you basically use their services, their education without, you know, without them making a profit off of you. And then they would go after you because of that. So that, that was like what I was seeing that that's why they had the contract. So that way you didn't just use them for, cause there's a lot, cause keep in mind, there's not like, you can't go to college for this. You, there's no individual trade schools everywhere to do this, to do grooming. So like you yeah. would have to go to a corporation and they're not going to want you to take their education and then just go open up your own business and be a competitor. So that's why they would go after you. But this, there's a new article that just came out four days ago that a bunch of groomers in California. It's um, only one. Apparently it's going to be a class action. So it's like other people yeah. are joining on. So like yeah. this one particular groomer is taking an action against PetSmart because after eight months of being a groomer, she quit because she wasn't making any money and so she, she had wanted make, more pay. She wanted more pay. And um, so she went to a job that paid better. So yeah, if you look at it, it's a pretty short lifespan from, um, you know, Academy to, her leaving, but keep in mind, Academy was only a month. Yeah. Like four so, weeks. Is that really worth five grand? Exactly. Is it worth five? Well, I don't know how much they pay because I know, uh, when the, the instructors get, get paid a you know, a little extra, um, for that week, but to train you, but like, 
you're, you did eight months of probably not being at full commission. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it takes quite some time to do a hundred dogs. It took me three months to do a hundred dogs and then to get signed off for the hundred dogs. And then, um, now with the way they set up their contracts and the way they set up their hundred dogs, it's not, it's not just, you're not just doing a hundred dogs. You're doing almost 300 dogs because you don't get what's going to get signed off. You're just getting dogs and then you're not getting my under, this is from my understanding that you're still not getting full 50% commission. You know, you're only no, getting, a I certain- don't think so. I don't think so. I'm yeah, sure somebody and- will email us and let us know. Yeah, like I think it, I think it said that like uh, we got an email like a couple of years ago saying that even after a hundred dogs, you're not at full fifty percent commission. It it you have to do so many more dogs. You have to get signed off, or it has to yeah. be so long. And it's like okay, well, you had eight months of somebody working for you, and they're not making money, so you're not making money off of them. Um, just like, come on now, yeah. So the article says that basically that their toolkit is like, if they accept the toolkit and everything, it's like, okay, so the training is up to like $10,000. And they're like, some of the training is like, it costs like $10,000. And then like, if you sign up with the toolkit, you're, it's like 5,500 with like the training and toolkit. And then it's like 2,500 if you've done like a complete year. Uh, of grooming. So like, this is my theory and it makes a lot of sense. PetSmart runs you like an animal, like they run you like an animal and they really do push you and encourage you to leave because it's honestly cheaper just to retrain somebody for like a month and then just like sweat them out for like a year. Um, Versus keeping them on for so long. Because if they're keeping them on for so long, they're paying them at a full commission and they're probably established and they're probably paying them out really well. Um, but then they also have to pay them like all the other benefits. Whereas if you're just like, like it, if you're just paying them under two years, you're making more money off of them versus them making off of you in the first two years of grooming. And then on top of that, if they leave before that two years, you can go after them for the free training that they say they they offer you. So like, it sounds like a fucking scam that they've been like pulling for like a couple years now. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of mixed because I've seen this happen to like other groomers and not just like in the corporate environment, but they do all this training and then the groomers just up and leave after training for free. Like they're not charging and they're paying these people to learn how to groom. And then they just up and leave and start doing their own thing. So it's yeah. like, is it fair that we put this time into teaching? But then I'm kind of like, well, <laughs> She's laughing hard. Your face looks like it's turning red. <laughs> the quality of grooming, you know, the quality of teaching, like, is it? Ah! Ah! 
you know well i mean it makes it makes sense like you're right there i think there should be reimbursement programs um but if you don't have employees you're kind of sol or you're gonna have to train some employees um that's just how it is so like you it is a gamble and you're always gonna run the risk but i i do believe people are going to have there's gonna be people out there that are just gonna take a quick opportunity and just like screw the next person over for sure but i honestly don't I don't want to say that I see that in private salons as much as I see the corporations like really take advantage because again they're making more so much more off of like new employees and just like constantly training them and spitting them out you know yeah then versus like a mom and pop place you know saying like hey you know I'm gonna train you and then that person just you know, was disrespectful or, you know, full of shit and just left after they, like, learned everything that they needed to learn from that master groomer. And that's why, like, most master groomers now charge. And if you, like, like, start a reimbursement program, that forces somebody else to first pay for it. And then after they're done, like, you can reimburse them a certain amount to, like, compensate them for their time if that's the kind of you know, if that's what you want to do, but you don't absolutely have to being your own business and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> but like, as far as PetSmart's concerned, like, again, I just like, I honestly believe that they're just, um, I think, I honestly just think they're scammers because they just, they don't, their corporations, you're not, you're not valuable enough to them, you know? Yeah. No, for sure. I just, uh, it just sucks. Cause like, it's just another corporation just trying to keep the people down. Like, do they really need to sue people? Like you're a multi-million or billion dollar company. Yeah, no, they don't. And that's why when we were going to PetSmart, they barely sued anybody because it took more money to sue somebody versus just like retrain people. Yeah, because that's where at the time wasn't like what yeah, it is now. Exactly. Because when we were when we were uh, we were it was right before we were bought out by. Yeah. And I don't think they went after us for like five thousand dollars. I think it was like only like it was less than a two thousand dollars at the time. Oh, I think it was four three to four really well maybe yeah. i don't know i never signed like i said i never signed any contract i was supposed to and i never did i never mm-hmm. signed any contract when i went to PetSmart because i was supposed to sign one for training and i never did because you're not supposed to if you're training at PetSmart, train outside of PetSmart. otherwise you'll be sued for that too <laughs> they just really don't want you doing your own thing no i mean i can understand but like they really can't force you no. Not to do your own thing. That's why non-competes really don't hold up. Yeah. That's why they're just like, it's just a waste. It's just a hollow threat. Now, yeah. unless like someone is actually an employee and stealing customers, then the employer can go after that person. 
um, if they have solid proof that they're stealing. But it's really hard to prove that you're stealing customers. You know what I mean? Like there's, well, you can, if you have cameras and you see them stealing customer information. Well, I can understand that, but like, I can understand like stealing information because technically when you take information outside of something that's like severely illegal, like, because it's, you can't do that. But no. like, as far as like customers go, like they're free to choose whoever they want to use for grooming or training or whatever. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But it's just, it's messy. And I feel for this person because um, they had just gotten out of debt. They said in the article and now they have more debt. Yeah, um, I know. I, I read the Washington Post article and it was so stupid. Like the way it was written, it was like, oh, this person wanted to like open up their own like rescue thing. rescue or whatever. I'm like, what does that have to do with PetSmart? Like get to the nitty gritty in this shit. And then like it doesn't like it sounds like, you know, this she ever you it's hard to survive as is and being a groomer and working like a labor job, like you it's, there's no money sometimes. And if there's no money, you're going to have to search out, you know, where there's money. Well, she's in California, so it's not commission. It's hourly. <laughs> Wait, they changed their commission policy. Yeah, there's no commission at all. They don't do bonuses? Um, it That depends on the salon. So I'd assume PetSmart does not do bonuses. No. Oh, I would never work for PetSmart for hourly. Fuck that. Yeah, I believe bonuses are up to the employer. So it's not required. You just have to pay minimum wage. Oh, yeah. I would be out like a fucking light. <laughs> yeah, like... In California, the only way like I would be a groomer is if I owned a business because then I could pay myself what I want. Yeah. Um, but working for someone else, I would need to live a very comfortable wage to be a groomer. Yeah, I was thinking about, I just realized that too because I remember that there's a bunch of strippers going on strike right now in certain parts of California because they are now considered hourly employees. And they're like, whoa, 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 buddy. You can't do that. We don't make, we would never make money as an hourly employee. And it's like, there are certain exceptions to certain rules. Like there should be when it comes to certain industries. But like, if you're going to be an hourly employee for a groomer, I don't think there's a problem with that, but it just has to be a good hourly. Um, oh, 100%. Like, but I don't, I don't see PetSmart paying a really good hourly anyway. Clearly not. She was making $15 an hour. <laughs> she was making $15 an hour? Yeah. That's what the article said? Yeah. As a groomer? Yeah. Fuck PetSmart. That is ridiculous. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's a... Yeah, I get why she left. Because she wasn't able to make payments on anything in her life. Because California is ridiculous. Yeah, cause, yeah, because isn't their minimum wage fifteen dollars an hour? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's crazy. 
Yeah, she was getting paid the legal wage. But it's but a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, that's not, that's not, nope. No. Mm-mm. Like, I think PetSmart definitely took advantage of that. They're like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't do commission anymore. So it's going to be $15 an hour. And I'm like, I remember getting paid $15 an hour at PetSmart, but that was like my hourly. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think $12 was my base hourly. Oh, wait. No, I was $13.50 an hour. I was $13.50 an hour because I was a trainer. But I still made commission as a trainer and I made commission as a groomer. Yeah. I never made, I never got my hourly. Neither did I, not when I started making money. But if I didn't make any money, it would still be thirteen fifty an hour. And that was in 2014. Yeah. They were, you know, super cheap. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's why she left. It's because she couldn't survive. I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't know. I would, that would, that's just too much work to survive. That sucks. Yeah. And so now she's being sued for $5,000. Yeah. But at least she's suing back. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm like four hourly for groomers. And I know we've, we've definitely said this, but like, I get, even- I get paid hourly. Yeah, well, even for mobile groomers, like, my biggest thing is, like, you don't get paid for your drive time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you need to get paid for that. You're not getting paid just to do a dog, and then you're driving for free. You Mm -hmm. need to be paid for your whole day. Yeah, I really like the way my hourly set up, because it's like, if I'm not doing anything, I'm still getting paid hourly. But if I'm grooming, I'm getting paid more hourly. So it just, it's honestly just calculated by, and it's, it's really easy to calculate. It's just, you charge dogs hourly. So if you're charging the dogs hourly, you can literally calculate how many hours of grooming you did. And then you just, whatever bonus that you get for those hours of grooming, you just add that to that person's hourly wage. It's super easy. Like I'm, I thought it, 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 the way she explained it or the way she has, like, I, I remember her talking to when I'm like in the inner, when she's in the interviews with other groomers or whatever, it seems really confusing to other groomers because everybody's so used to commission, but she's like, listen, if you're just cleaning or just on the phone or just doing nothing, you're still getting paid. It's just going to be less because it's less work. I'm not going to pay you. $25 an hour for you to sweep up the floor. Like she doesn't want to pay the 20. I think you should get paid $25 to sweep up the floor. I think I should get paid $25 to sweep up the floor, but yeah. like she doesn't want to pay the $25 to sweep up the floor. That's her prerogative. She's the owner, but it's still like you're there. You're clocked in. You should still get paid. Yeah. I guess, I guess the end of the story with PetSmart is they're just assholes. <laughs> they are. They're fucking shysty. That's, I mean, they've always been like, this is just like the cherry. You know what I mean? Like they went through major changes, bullshit policies. Yeah. Bullshit pay wage, apparently. 
and then they're now they're constantly gonna yeah exactly and i don't think i don't want to say that they're constantly killing dogs so i don't want to say that they're constantly killing dogs they're putting dogs in a position and they're putting groomers in a position that yeah. puts them all at risk because they're yeah. overworking people and they're not paying them what they're worth so people don't care mm-hmm. no it's very true very yeah. true so <laughs> they're making people tired and aggravated and now they're suing people but i think we have a singular story yeah it singular, says guys singular okay. it says writes write anonymous to stay hidden but i think that's our description right yeah i have that on the website so you can always be anonymous if you want mm-hmm. so meaning like you don't have to put your name um you could just write anonymous in the name section. So you don't have to put your name at all if you don't want to. Just write anonymous. This person doesn't say that she needed to be anonymous. What did you write? Oh, my husband wrote that down. <laughs> okay, so let me... What did he write? Um... Slide into your DMs later. Mine? <laughs> no, I oh, think... so real quick, was while we're on husband, I've been having sex, like, vaginal sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, we updated everybody to say that button wasn't your cervix. It was just, like, a giant cyst, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm a prolapse. Now- been- yeah getting smashed which is still very weird like I enjoy having sex and now that my vagina is not swollen anymore and angry I'm horny all the time but there's still like that part of my mom brain that's like how do you go and have sex and then breastfeed your kids after you know what I mean like it's just a weird concept um, no, I mean, it's uncomfortable. I always wiped off my titties. You know what I mean? Like I would, I would like shower afterwards or whatever. I don't always have time to do that. Sometimes we're in the middle of it and they're just like waking up. So I eventually got over that feeling very quickly because when they would take a nap or if they were like, even if the kids like dropped somewhere, we would fuck everywhere. Like, and it was really like in the kitchen or in the laundry room. It would just be like, and it was, and it, it, it's not sexy guys. It was like three pumps and we're done. Like that's how exhausted we were for so many years. Um, after having kids like sex where I've, I've never gone hard. that long. Huh? Yeah, no, it was really hard. It was really hard to have sex. I never went almost a year, though. So, yeah, I went eight months, guys. That's eight months without vaginal penetration. Yeah, I mean, I I know a person who went eight years without having sex, but like. I've never personally went that long. Um, I guess my husband before he met me has gone like almost four years without doing it and i'm like 
that's rough, man. So that's why he's such a horn dog now. <laughs> um, so we've been together for like a million years. Yeah, but it's just a weird concept because I had to do that the other night. They started getting fussy because they were sleeping. And I was like, oh, no, it was yesterday. Right when Harvey got home, we had sex, you know, because they were sleeping. I was like, we have 15 minutes. <laughs> but I guess we got like sidetracked and like, you know, in the moment. And then they're starting to wake up from their nap. And I was like, you have like seconds to just finish. And then Isn't I had it- to like wipe up and go upstairs and breastfeed my children. Like, <laughs> It's so funny how like foreplay is just like, you don't really need it sometimes. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> you don't have time. I mean, yeah. you do need it. I'm not going to lie. And foreplay is amazing. But, like, I can get over it very quickly if I just need to get it in and out. It's just happened recently that I can bypass foreplay. Before, I was needing 20 to 30 minutes of foreplay just to have an orgasm. Which is not like me. Like, that's unheard of. Usually, we just throw a little spit on the hand, slide it in, and we golden. And... <laughs> I, I'm very lucky though in the clitoris anatomy <laughs> that I can have an orgasm with vaginal vaginal penetration only. Um, so I could just go straight to dick and I'd be fine. But then after having kids, obviously my vagina was out of commission, so we had to go to clitoral stimulation only Mm. and now I'm back to kind of like I don't really need foreplay and it's great I missed that I want foreplay now I mean I have time I have kids that don't sleep in my room anymore they're not waking up in the middle of the night (sighs) you know yeah so I want it all I want it oh oh (laughs) oh So if you guys want to hear some gross sex stuff, I am losing my hair from this prednisone, right? So that includes like hair other places, right? And it's like full, I've always, I've been like full, like I don't shave wax or any of that stuff, right? It's not my business. Like that's just not me. So my husband decided to get a little spicy with it, right? And I'm not going to say no to it, but I didn't warn him that like I've been shedding everywhere in clumps (laughs) so he's literally like taking floss breaks and i hear it and he's trying to like push it off like no this is nothing this is nothing but it was like every few seconds he's pulling out hair and i felt so bad but i said nothing until after the fact and i was like yeah sorry about that he's like what do you mean i'm like well like i'm just shedding hair everywhere like everywhere and he's like yeah man that was a lot and i'm like yeah i'm sorry dude (laughs) but i mean if that's not awesome but it's awesome yeah okay now back to our story okay so (laughs) they they didn't say that they needed to be anonymous so um uh 
Their name is Haley. Hey, Haley. Okay, so Haley writes, Hey, girls, I absolutely love your podcast. I have been listening for close to a year now. My coworkers are probably very tired of me recommending you guys at every waking moment, but I think that you are very talented groomers who have your shit put together for the most part. You are so sweet and so fucking wrong. <laughs> right? I, when I read that earlier, I was like, oh, she's lying. <laughs> totally. Um, you inspire me every day to be a better groomer and not to settle for less when it comes to my craft. I agree with that. Good. You should constantly keep going. I've been, only been grooming for two years now, so I guess I was scared to send in a story because I still felt like a baby groomer, which I am. No. But at the end of almost every podcast, you guys say that you need more stories, so I guess I can give you a few. LOL. Love it. <laughs> I used to... I used to work for a vet clinic as a veterinary assistant, not a vet tech. And though I liked the job, it wasn't my passion. I didn't see myself doing it forever. Plus, there was shady things that went down in that vet clinic. Ooh, Eventually, we stories on that. <laughs> Eventually, we had an opening in our grooming section of the clinic, and I uh, and a vet asked me if I was interested. I only said yes because I believed uh, I would be trained. Not even close. They sent me an email with maybe five YouTube videos <laughs> without anything else to help me. They no. gave me dull tools, a broken dryer, a bathtub that the water could give me third degree burns, if not careful, and a clipper that was duct taped together. Oh my, I mean, like they're a vet. So like if anything happens, they can take care of it. But that's setting you up for like not, like that's right horrible yeah oh and the air conditioning non-existent in that room <gasps> i feel you on that one they fixed my air conditioning and they opened up a new intake vent and it's still hot in my room i had told them repeatedly that the room was not safe for me nor the dogs um nor the dogs i was grooming i was told that they would uh they would get it together soon or get it soon I nearly passed out several times due to overheating. So that, that was wonderful. I was also doing dogs and cats under sedation with that part, but that part wasn't, uh, wasn't the worst since I had helped with sed sedated patients before becoming a groomer. <laughs> See, like I would love to do sedated dogs all day long. I was just going to say like, that sounds so easy and like, I want to do it. <laughs> I do too. Like if, if somebody hired me just to do sedated cats and dogs, I would every, all day. Yeah. I knew all the signs to look, uh, all the signs to look for, for while I was working. So honestly, it was, it was not too bad. I wasn't a good groomer and I know that I would never have accepted the job if I knew I wasn't getting any training of any sorts. I eventually put my two weeks because of the emotional stress of the vet clinic and just the lack of safety going on. I then got a job in a private salon and have been working my tail off ever since to become a great groomer. My boss says that I have excelled and she wants to get me to level of competition grooming, which would be cool to try. I'm very be proud awesome. of how far. Yeah, I'm very proud of how far I came and I hope to accomplish way more and maybe own my own salon. I hope uh, to one day meet you girls. Thanks for your inspiration. Love ya. That was really sweet. I'm so glad you got out of that bad situation. Same. That sounds like fucking shit. But I would love to hear stories. And what is the difference between a vet tech and a vet assistant? I thought they were the same thing. Um, the vet techs are just kind of like 
um, they can do the medical parts of it. So they can do like shots, they can do like help with sedation, x-rays, they help with, um, so they like want to, an assistant do. Check in and out the dogs or they do whatever that the vet techs need or whatever the, the veterinarians need. Oh, okay. Yeah. They can be like kennel attendants. They can really do anything. They're just assisting everyone else. Oh. So they can, they can handle the dogs, but they can't really like do the medical side and they can't do like vet techs can't diagnose anything. Um, but they can do all they can. It's like they're assisting in the medical stuff. Either way, vet techs make fucking nothing. Yeah. Um, they make like nothing. It's really bad. Yeah. And it's, and it's such a stressful job and they make so little and. I don't know. But yeah, we'll need more stories. And if you're at Super Zoo, let us know. Love to meet you. Yeah, we are going to Super Zoo. And we just have to figure out how. <laughs> I, I'm i going. I'm already signed up for it. It's just that now. What about your classes? You know I have I mean? the links. I, I have to. Well, I, I got to wait till Wednesday to sign it up, sign up for it. So because I missed last year, I get a credit for it. Um, because I signed up for the classes last year, but I had COVID. And so like, I just have to send her the receipt information and the card information and she'll reimburse me for last year's class, but I got to pay it, which sucks because like when you pay for something and then you're getting a refund of something or, or like refunded amount that takes like five to seven business days. And it's like, I'm kind of broke now. And yeah. so like putting up another $200 when I owe $600 on top of owing like $300 for my braces, like it's just kind of a clusterfuck. I need my husband to start spreading his butt cheeks. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. I think this was only like about an hour episode. It doesn't matter. We're going to, I'm feeling, I'm hopefully going to be in a better shape once Super Zoo comes and hopefully Vanessa will get some rest and less, I just looked at her nipple and it was like really red. So hopefully she'll have like less burnt nipples and maybe we'll be able to be together again. Cause we haven't seen each other in a long time either. No, it's been rough. I mean, you've been having a hard time and yeah. then. I've just been exhausted. I know. I feel so unloved. I know her TikTok was like, I gotta go. Um, all right. Uh, we're out till next time. Send us your stories at shitonthetable.com. Uh, you can get your merch there. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Shit on the Table. Tell your friends to listen to us at Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, and Amazon. All right. I gotta go. Bye. Thanks. All right. Love you. Bye.